0: Well, hello this is naomi tucker and welcome to the planet on a posted podcast i am your host and so very glad that you are here this is episode three of season two of the podcast and today we will be discussing setting yourself up for success this year what i mean by this is do you have the tools that you need for you to be successful in the new year in this episode i'll give you some fun resources and tools that can help you with organization, and keeping up with your goals. Before I get started, I wanted to get a few reminders out to you. As always, I encourage you to like, to subscribe, and share the podcast. I really appreciate you doing so and getting the word out to other people that might need another resource for them to be better leaders. If you are in our book club, I would love to absolutely hear how the book is going for you. Do you have any aha moments that you would love to share? If so, I would encourage you to hop over to our Facebook page and start sharing those ideas and insights. It would be really great to get discussions going so that everyone can start to learn from one another. Additionally, why don't you invite some people to share in the experience of reading this book with you? Invite them to be a part. I tell you, everyone is welcome. For those that aren't too, too familiar with Book Club, Our book club reads several books throughout the year. This year, we're starting with Boundaries for Leaders by Henry Cloud. All of these books are targeted at helping us get better leaders, increasing our productivity in our busy lives, and helping us balance that ever-going teeter-totter of work and life. If this sounds of interest to you, come on, join us on our Facebook events page and get plugged in. Now, as I mentioned today, we are going to be discussing setting yourself up for success this year. As many of you probably already know, typically by mid January, more than 50% of those who set out to do New Year's resolutions, goals, or adjustments, or whatever you want to call it, at the end of, you know, they end up falling short. They end up abandoning their aspirations, settling in on the ways of the past. Well, that isn't going to happen to us, right? We want to accomplish what we set out to do. We want to make sure we have the right direction and tools and resources to help us so speaking of resources we need to know how to know our resources so it's important for you to know what your resources are especially if you're trying to reach goals there has to be a raid that you have key resources to go to in the event that you get stuck or maybe you need some motivation I always hope my website is a good resource for you to find blog posts on what you're going through and references that might help you. But sometimes we do have goals that are pretty specific and we need specific types of resources to be able to help us. Those resources could be a person, perhaps that have gone through this situation or have met the goal that you're trying to meet before. It could also be a a blog or a different website That is basically um, a helpful website to help you with your specific goal. Um, And it also can just be um, a book that might be able to be helpful for you as well. In regards to just being productive, I have several resources that might help you that I use all of the time. The first one is Habits of Successful People by Stephen Covey. This is a very popular book. It's a classic. It's been around for many years. What I admire about Stephen Covey is that he outlines a way that you can take care of the most important things first, followed by the things that aren't so important. I really like the grid that he has. You can look this up on Google and just put Stephen Covey um, Successful People Grid. I'm pretty sure it will just pop up lots of numer- numerous examples of how this works. And the idea is the grid is represented into four corners, and in those corners are um, what's important, what's not so important, what's urgent, what's not so urgent, and when you divide up everything that you have going on on a day-to-day basis into those four quadrants, it really helps you realize what you need to be focusing on every day. Um, Stephen Covey um, in his work on prioritization is very important, and it really nails it on the head. This approach is pretty timeless and evergreen if you want a snapshot of the things that you're working on and how to divide it within that grid. Another resource is Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. Now, Free to Focus is a book that we did read in our book club last year. Michael Hyatt is a master of productivity. He discusses productivity all day, every day, and he has productivity tips and many books and resources. What I enjoy of Free to Focus is it is a a more up-to-date book and it really talks about how you can eliminate some of the areas that you are working on, um, stopping some of the things that you literally need to stop focusing on, cutting out or eliminating some of the areas of churn that you're doing all of the time that you might need to set up either some sort of automation or delegation to get them out of your world and then acting but only on the necessary items and he calls it the big three only focusing on three things a day what are the three most important things for you to do during the day do those things and you can consider your day a success anything else outside of that emails and triaging different issues problems those things are more important minor from what your overarching goal is. So that is what Michael Hyatt focuses on. I really keep his book handy and nearby um, when I'm just looking to just read up and brush up on what he has taught when it comes to delegation and when it comes to really automating some of those areas in your life that you find yourself doing all of the time. And then also, I have a particular uh, worksheet that's called Rework Your Work Life, and this is really usually helpful on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis, but it's helpful for you to take a look at everything that you have going on and what might need to change in order to um, to have you focus on things that are more important. It really um, focuses on what's important to you as a person, what you need to really look on as a person and not just always work. It also um, really focuses on what are some of your personal important items and what are your, summer, your career personal items. And let's bring that all together and bring it into one cohesive plan that really supports what you want to do in your life and not what others want to do and you know what your boss may be putting on you it's really just your view of your life and what's more important and okay let's build from there so go on over to my website if you feel like that's also a good worksheet for you to go through it's very user friendly um, and I really really created it for you so hope that um, you would give me some feedback on how that works for you The second area is um, leveraging your technology. There are so many pieces of technology that are out there that help us in our day-to-day lives. Um, You can't run away from technology these days. Um, We have it all around us, and it gets better and better. And in order, instead of complaining probably about it, which sometimes I find myself doing because um, I want to make sure that, let's say, people are taken care of and you know I don't want technology to rule but it seems inevitable but let technology work for you in some aspects of your life. So um, my first really really awesome piece of technology that I use is Asana and Asana is a robust workplace management tool and it really just helps you with different um, different projects that you want to, to do. It has project plans in, in this app or desktop application. You can coordinate tasks. It helps you hit your deadlines. There's a team approach in this particular tool where you can have your team set up and assign specific tasks to certain teams. Um, and you can really, what I really love seeing is the big dashboard that Asana has. And when you have certain people working on certain things and how they all work together. And as someone that's like looking over a particular project, you can really see how it working and it's all automated. You do not need to use an Excel spreadsheet for a project plan. You can use this type of tool and it's so nice because it can remind you with an email on a task that is due. It can remind others on tasks that are due. Um, Let technology work for you and Asana is a really good use of that. Um, Another project management tool that also is really nice is Microsoft Planner. Um, This is something within the last I probably am late to the game, but in the last couple of months, I've had some experience with, um, Microsoft planner is a tool that's offered through, I believe office 365 and, um, it helps you with project management. Now, how it's different than Asana and with, with Microsoft Planner, you can also, you know, organize and assign tasks and have them for your team as well. It does have a dashboard too that you can look at things. I do like how it rolls up all of the tasks that and lets you know how many tasks you have left, how many are in progress, you know, how many are completed. I think that's really, really slick. Um, what I do like is you can share files and especially if you're using kind of Office 365, Five as a as a cloud solution or as a hub solution for all your documents, you can link to certain documents that are in you know kind of that main source of doc you know um, hub so to speak, and um, you can share those files that you're working on. You can work on those you know all at the same time if you wanted to, and get updates on your progress. Team communication to me in Microsoft Planner is really, really slick as far as communicating with each other and, um, you know, just being able to communicate, send emojis, send GIFs to each other. It just really um, highlights the team environment when it comes um, comes to working on a project. And it also keeps the emails kind of from coming. So instead of you going back and forth on a document and, you know, those ever, you know, those PowerPoints that seem to never be complete that you keep sending back and forth, back and forth, maybe you can just have that all in Microsoft Planner and um, share your updates that way. So it definitely is robust and it's another project management solution um, for you to use when you're trying to accomplish your goals. Um, the next two I have are pretty much more for note-taking. So as you all know, I really enjoy post-it notes, and but sometimes post-it notes kind of have an end. It's hard to kind of organize all of them once you start to get a lot. So um, when you need to start to organize your notes in a more sustainable way, um, having... Um, applications like Evernote and OneNote are really, really wonderful. Those are the two that I prefer. I'm pretty sure that there are others out there, but Evernote is really great for me on the fly, using within my phone as an app to be able to um, make a quick note and perhaps tag it to a certain, to a certain kind of meta tag, whether it's. Whether it's, you know, quick tips or productivity tips or, you know, event planning ideas, I can do that. Um, and then you can also use Evernote to um, categorize image images or any documents that you get. Evernote can do that as well. OneNote is um, great for me when I'm thinking about a binder, <laughs> when I need when I have a project and I want to think about it in terms of a big binder and all the documents that go in my binder, you know, with the different tabs. That's how I think of OneNote when you're when you just have this one huge, big project um, that it's not always task. It's more putting ideas in there or putting information. Um, OneNote is really excellent for all of that. I would just encourage you to take a look at OneNote if you do have it, but you haven't used it. I encourage you to try it. It's really, really slick. Um, Both of these applications are. So if you're looking at um, ways to be able to be more organized, get things in a digital format, things that are sustainable, um, definitely look at those two for that as well. Now, I also want to talk about creating accountability. So you probably have someone that you're accountable or at least can help hold you accountable for the things that you do. If you don't, you probably need to get an accountability partner. An accountability partner is someone that's going to help you remember your goals, remind you of when they're due, they encourage you to get them done, and then they celebrate with you. So accountability partners are pretty amazing. And if you have a lot of goals that you're going through this year, and especially if you have like one major, major goal, you know, 2020 is your year, you want to get after it. I just encourage you to find an accountability partner. Now, you might wonder what you do, who's a good accountability partner? Who should you ask? I always say that your accountability partner should be someone that knows you and knows you well, because they know when they can push you when you're at your most stubborn. Um, You might, you don't want anyone that's fickle and that will cower when you tell them, you know, when you're having a bad day and you tell them that you don't want to do something. To me, you want someone that's going to stand strong and respectfully hold you accountable when you get into those moments. So when you do ponder that, you might already have someone that comes up to the top of your mind. If you do, I would encourage you to take out your phone, email them, or text them right away and say, hey, I would love it if you could be my accountability partner. Um, Tell them your goal. Be vulnerable with them on what your goal is and how they need to carry you or help you and hold you accountable. It's just very important to walk through these goals with someone, whether it's a team member, whether it's a, you know, a spouse, a partner, um or whether it's a friend, just make sure that you do that and make sure that you hold each other accountable and make it, you know, continue to do that throughout the year, throughout the time frame that you're moving towards your goal. And lastly, I would say to check in and check up. Don't let the whole year pass by before you look up and look around at your world, I urge you to take some time monthly or quarterly to check in and really have a heart to heart with yourself and say, how am I doing? If you're not doing so well, it's okay. Checking with yourself and being aware of where you are is way farther than any others in your predicament. If you check in, if you find out that you're not where you want to be, then make a plan right then and there on the next step that would put you on the right track it doesn't have to be a big step it can just be a small step goals are meant to be accomplished in small pieces so small steps take one step at a time and take those baby steps towards your goal checking in with yourself is also a great time to make refinements on your goals maybe you're tracking ahead maybe you have completed your goal and added another goal onto the mix, having space to reflect and track things will help you stay informed and committed on what your plans are for yourself. And when you're making ways to your goal, you can't be anything short of happy. Well, I hope that those four areas are going to help you on your pathway to meeting your goals this year. Those goals are really knowing what your resources are, leveraging your technology, creating accountability, and checking in on yourself. So we still have a whole year to track forward with our goals. And we want to push through this time where everyone gives up and we want to stay the course. So don't lose steam. If you've liked this episode, please click on the like button right now. I appreciate you letting me know how this podcast is for you. And I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you. So enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers.